And we are back at the Mazankowski Alberta Heart Institute for 630 Chet Heart Pledge Day. If you would like to help us out, 780-407-2200 or 1-866-407-2211 are the phone numbers. Or, of course, you can pledge online at heartpledgeday.ca. And uh, the next donor, we've upped the price of the bear. That's right. We have an exclusive gift, uh, a bill, a custom Build-A-Bear. Dr. Bunny. Yeah. It's a bunny. It's not a bear. And he's dressed in doctor scrubs and he's the cutest thing you've ever seen. And uh, it's, uh, you can, when you, when you donate a thousand dollars, you'll get the bear and you can get it personalized to you. So it's going to get engraved with your name or whoever's name you want on it. But you got to donate a thousand dollars to get it. That's right. So go ahead and do that at 407-2200. That's right. All right. Now listen to this title. We have Nicole with us now. Yeah, and we're going to need Nicole to break this down for us because we... Mechanical Circulatory Support Senior Consultant. That sounds very important. Yeah, it's a very, (laughs) very long title. Um, Essentially what it is is I'm the team lead for the Adult and Pediatric Ventricular System Ice Program, so the Artificial Heart Program here at the Mazankowski Heart Institute. okay. And then I also um, am the team lead for the Adult ECMO Program here at the Mazankowski Heart Institute. Wow, okay. That sounds like you're doing a lot of very important stuff. So Do you know what an ECMO is, though? Uh, uh, the echocardiogram. No, ECMO no. is different than that. Yeah. Is, uh, we keep hearing about this ECMO. What is an ECMO? So ECMO is extracorporeal um, membrane oxygenation. Yeah, I knew that, but I wanted her to say it. Yeah, so I what keep is- asking you to explain <laughs> it, and yeah. you keep using bigger and bigger words every time. <laughs> so basically what it is, is it's a heart and lung machine that we use in the ICU here at the Mazankowski. Okay. And uh, what it allows us to do is it allows us to treat people that maybe are in severe pneumonia and give their bodies a time to rest and recover cover um, and we can basically use this device to basically provide them that opportunity. Okay, but you so, wouldn't think that that necessarily has anything to do with heart right. or cardiac treatment, yeah, right? Yeah, so it can be used for both. It can be used for heart, um, specifically just heart-related issues, so people that have maybe heart attacks uh, own the community and they need that support, or maybe just a little bit of extra support coming out of the operating room, um, but it can also be used for um, lung rescue as well, and I think a lot of people, when they think about heart, they think yeah. about the heart alone, but the yes. lungs also influence um, what the heart can do and um, what and how the heart can respond onto things. So we're definitely about treating holistically both heart and lung. Now you're a team lead, yeah. which means there's a team. How many people are involved and what are the different parts? Yeah, yeah. so um, I work with uh, about three different physicians. Um, so one of them is a pediatric cardiologist that works um, on the pediatric side with our pediatric bad patients. And then I also work with um, Dr. Buchholz, who's our um, artificial heart specialist here at the Mazankowski. He does both adults and peds. And then I also work with Dr. Carter, who's um, not only one of our bad uh, physicians, but also our transplant uh, physician. So she's on maternity leave right now. Um, but um, those are kind of the physicians I work with. And I also work with uh, Dr. Gurmeet Singh, who I think you guys are interviewing later, um, for the adult ECMO program as well. And then um, I also work with a team of really talented coordinators, nurse coordinators. So we've got two VAG coordinators, an inpatient and outpatient coordinator that help to look after the patients here, train, um, basically attend to kind of their needs. I work with a great um, social worker um, who who really looks after our patients' needs outside of just the physical sense, so their psychological and psychosocial yeah. needs, which is a huge, huge support. I also work with a great team of allied health professionals. Um, so we've got um, dietary, PT, OT, kind of everybody on our team to make sure that we are able to give patients the best care and that patient-centered care as well. Okay, it sounds like you're doing a million things. <laughs> yeah. What's Nicole, what's the most rewarding part of, of what it is that you do? Yeah, I think it's seeing the patients. Um, we're 
we're very fortunate that we get to see the patients throughout the journey. So from the beginning of the journey, um, before they get the devices, um, during their device implants, the teaching and the education that goes into it, and then we get to follow them afterwards in clinic. So that's good because we get to um, know about them, their patients and their families, and, and we get to develop that relationship with them. Um, and that's the thing. I think we, we think so much about, okay, these, these surgeons know how to implement these procedures, yeah. right? But it goes much more beyond yeah. that. I mean, it's a, it's a real relationship that's formed between doctor and patient, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, and besides that, I think the other important thing in my favorite part of working about um, or at the MAS here is just the team aspect. I learned something from every single member of my team, whether it be the ICU team, um, my team mates directly at the Allied Health Group. Um, there's just always something to learn. And I think that's one thing that we do really well is just provide that mentorship and support to each other and and because if we're able to do that we're really able to support our patients in the best possible mm-hmm. way it feels it feels very much like a family environment here it is yeah we celebrate birthdays we celebrate anniversaries we celebrate you know successes so that's really important to us and and i think it really helps us come together and to increase morale i mean i'm sure there's Absolutely. a big challenge when it comes to burnout and and if I mean, this is difficult work right yeah you know there's definitely pages that um you know don't get the where we would like them to go. Um, unfortunately, I think that's kind of with all of medicine. Sure. Um, but that ability to show up every day for our patients and, and put them and their families first and, and also learn to take care of ourselves and support each other in that process is, is a big part. We've talked so much this morning about how this is a world-class leading facility yeah. um, and how important it is to do this kind of fundraising to make sure it maintains there. How would that affect what you do directly? Yeah, so a lot of the stuff that you were fundraising for, I particularly believe the echocardiogram machines this morning, um, we utilize those on a very pretty much like a three to six month basis to look at our patients. So we look at their heart function, right? We look to see what their hearts are doing, especially with the artificial heart in, and are, are we providing enough support for that patient with that artificial heart? So the ability to have those advanced diagnostics and to get it done in a timely manner is huge because we can pick up on maybe complications or we can avoid hospital readmissions just by being able to tweak tweak the systems that we work with. Okay, forgive me because I, I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about, but we, we, uh, I, when we're talking about these machines, I'm thinking about people with regular hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They work on artificial hearts as well? Yeah, so what an artificial heart is essentially is they still have their regular heart, okay. um, but inside we put in an artificial pump. So it's kind of, we can think of it like a water pump okay. Um, okay. that helps to pump blood um, through the rest of the body so that it, the heart, their na- own native heart doesn't have to work quite as hard. Um, so as a result, um, they're able to go back home and, and our hope is to have a quality of life other than, rather than coming back in for frequent hospital readmissions due to their heart failure. Okay. So that's what we're trying to trying to target okay now there's also a research component of your job too right yeah can you explain that to us yeah so um part of my job is really to um develop the program um look at ways that we can do quality improvement within the program and the goal is to basically make patients lives better um and to see how we can better support them because as you've kind of alluded to it can be stressful not only for staff but it can also be stressful for patients and family members going home so the ability to look for um, opportunities to improve um, our program is huge. You know, one thing that, you know, we might be looking at down the road is maybe to see if we can do an app development for um, for our patients to help them better track their, their programs yeah. and their systems that are using at home. Is it common to have, like, basically, if you're, if you're into this 
we talked about them as like a system. You know, mm. you get into this and everything is here, right? It's all is it is it like that in other places around the world, or is this really a unique part of the Maz? I think it is a unique part of the Maz. Um, for example, the adult and pediatric bad program, or the adult and pediatric uh, artificial heart program. This is the only kind in the world that has both integrated into one team. Okay. A lot of other places have separate teams um, for both adults and both pediatrics, which I think is really important and it's a great thing because a lot of the times as we're seeing the patients that have maybe been born with cardiac abnormalities get older, um, we're starting to be able to pull on the resources of our pediatric um, experiences with these patients right. and it makes a huge difference into our outcomes and, and to their quality of life. And it would just be easier as a patient to know that this is where you're going to start and this is where you're going to finish, yeah. right? Yeah, and a lot of patients do. They'll see, you know, doctors from when maybe from day one, and even though they might transition onto the adult teams, they still have some familiarity yeah. or sometimes some focus on um, being able to see those other practitioners that they see. And so I think that's a big thing as well. Um, that familiarity also breeds comfort, which yeah. also breeds, Definitely. you know, the ability to talk about these issues openly. So heartpledgeday.ca, if you want to go online and make a donation, of course, you can always call 780-407-2200. Now, we've been talking just about the num the sheer numbers of people that come through the mass. One in four Canadians will experience a heart event of some kind in their life, which is is crazy to wrap it your is. head around. Yeah. And I'm, I'm putting you on the spot here, Nicole, but I'm wondering if you can speak to this. What are some of the most, what are the most common procedures that you guys are doing here? So um, the mass in general, I would say, does a lot of... Um, bypasses, so your coronary bypass graft right, grafting yeah. your cabbages, they'll do a lot of valve repairs, um, you know, if patients need stents in the cath lab, that'll be another area. Um, we're also home to the, um, in Canada, we have the largest outpatient ventricular assist device program, or um, artificial heart program, so we're at 60 patients um, right now, which is, um, when you compare a lot of the American centers, they're looking at probably like 100 to 200 outpatients, so right now we're sitting at about 60 outpatients, so that's really big as well. Um, we have patients that have been going on to their therapy for about 10 or 11 years and, and have quality of life. You know, we have patients that go golfing every day or, wow. or go and cook and travel, um, so those are kind of some of the unique opportunities that the Maz is able to um, provide provider patients. So there's 60 people running around in Edmonton right now essentially with artificial hearts. Yes, yeah. Edmonton, um, we also serve Saskatchewan as well. Right, okay, of course. And then we have got a couple actually in Northwest Territories and we have a patient in Newfoundland as well. So. Wow. Yeah. There you go. What Would you notice a difference if you have an artificial heart with, in your quality of life? Um, a lot of people do, especially when they've been sick for heart failure mm. for so many years. Um, it takes a while to adjust to and kind of yeah. receive the full benefits. Um, but about 80% of patients say that, you know, have they do this, they would definitely do it again um, because they do feel a difference. You know, they're able to do their normal activities of daily living, right? Nice. Some people in the morning, it was a struggle for them to yeah. get dressed or tie their shoes or go to work. And, and we have patients that are returning to those those functions. So that's, oh, our, that's our goal. We're so grateful for all these smart people that are here in this I know. facility. Yeah, we are man, so fortunate, aren't we? I'm just learning so much just about what we're actually, what we're capable of doing here in mm. Edmonton. It's just incredible. Thank you so much for the awesome work that you do, yeah, Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. Thanks, guys, for having me this morning. No, we really it. appreciate it. Uh, it is 6.30 Chet Heart Pledge Day. We'll be down here throughout the day at the Mazankowski. And if you would like to get involved and help with this drive, you can call 780-407-2200 or 1-866-407-2211. And if you want to donate online, you can do that too. Heartpledgeday.ca is uh, the easiest way to do that. And as we said, right now, if you donate $1,000, uh, you're going to get yourself Dr. Bunny. That's right. The exclusive uh, Build-A-Bear Bunny. 
He's a, he's a bunny. He's wearing scrubs. And when you donate $1,000, you will receive him as an exclusive gift. And Build-A-Bear will embroider your name or whoever's name you want on it if you want to maybe give it away as a Christmas gift. Or... Totally personalized. Yeah, exactly. And uh, as we've been talking about, all the money that's being raised today stays here, of course. Mm-hmm. And it's all to basically improve the diagnostic equipment that they have in this facility. And it, that's that's been the big eye-opener for me this morning is talking to these these doctors and these team leads and other people who are involved in and sort of the advancements. We Everybody recognizes that this is a world-class facility, but that can change in a hurry if we don't keep pushing forward and it's moving so quickly. And so it, things change like almost overnight in this medicine field, right? Yeah. With, with cardiac care. With all of those advancements, it's so important to have the, the latest and exactly. the greatest yeah. in terms of what exists now when it comes to the technology behind Behind this diagnostic equipment so that you can so you can look and see what's going on yeah, and you have an amazing. idea of what kind of surgery you can plan around based on those images that those machines reflect so it's important to have the best of the best and we do right now but let's make sure let's that we there. continue moving forward so heartpledgeday.ca if you want to go online of course that phone number 780-407-2200 And we are back at the Mazankowski Alberta Heart Institute. Uh, it is 6.30 Chad Heart Pledge Day, and we are basically down here raising money for this world-class facility in our city. We want to keep it world-class, make sure it stays there. Uh, we are so fortunate to have it. If you'd like to help us out, 780-407-2200, 1-866-407-2211, or you can go online at heartpledgeday.ca. So we've had some incredible guests throughout the morning that are teaching us, and hopefully you a lot about Remarkable. what the Mazankowski does, what we're capable of accomplishing here in Edmonton. Uh, should make you pretty proud to have it in our backyard. Yeah. Uh, I know I definitely am. And we're talking right now to uh, someone that can speak to all the incredible things that happen here at the Mazankowski. We have Michelle Houle, the Executive Director of Cardiac Sciences. That sounds like a pretty big title. Good morning, Michelle. Thanks for being with us. Good morning. Thanks yeah, thank for, you coming. for coming in. Yeah. So, yeah, explain. What does what your day-to-day look like? You know what? I, I have a great job. Uh, every day I get to see the impact of the people that come to this building and the impact that they have on patients. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so proud um, of all of the programs that we have. And, you know, seeing people walk out of here each and every day is what brings me to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's got to be so rewarding. Absolutely, right? We see people come in in some of the toughest of situations, you know, wondering, questions, fearful. But, you know, once they get here surrounded by our teams, um, you know, some of the equipment that we have, the programs that we have, I think they very quickly realize they're in the best of hands. And that's all really because of community support. So tell us a little bit about community support and the impact that it has on the mass. The community has been here for us since the beginning. You know, one in four dollars for the Mazankowski building itself was raised in the community. So we have had fantastic support since the very beginning. But it, it can't stop there. We need it to continue. It's what keeps us innovative. It's what keeps us, you know, developing new programs, research, and really continuing to push those boundaries. Things that we didn't think were possible, you know, 10 years ago are now possible today. And it's from community support because that's where we get that innovative money from. We've talked about how we need to maintain that world-class standing that we have by advancing and getting the newest, latest technology. Can you think of any examples sort of along the Maz's journey where if that donor support wasn't there, we wouldn't be able to maintain the standing that we have now? Yeah, sure. You know, you were just on with Nicole, uh, who talked about our VAD program. And our VAD program was 
you know, it started with foundation dollars, donor dollars, community dollars. We wouldn't be here today um, without, with that program, without donor dollars. And we can see the impact that that has. You'll probably meet patients throughout the day who've had a VAD and their experience, and they're out in the community giving back yeah. with their families, productive jobs, you know, how can it get any better? Yeah, exactly. And you, you just mentioned Nicole, our last guest, who is a team lead. And, uh, and maybe you can speak to that, just about that teamwork dynamic that really yeah. makes the Mavs very unique. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a team sport here, right? Um, we couldn't do what we do um, if we weren't working together. So this building is filled with experts from all fields, whether it's the allied health, your physiotherapist getting you up, mobilizing you in the day, right through to our, our physicians, that are, you know, I would say some of the greatest in the world um, have come here to be part of the Mazankowski. But everyone knows if we don't work together, we actually won't make a difference. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you mentioned the specialists that are the greatest in the world. And yeah, we really do have some very, very intelligent minds here that, that other places just simply don't have, right? You know, the building is enticing. Um, it's beautiful. It is. But what really makes the Maz is the people that fill it. Right. Um, and we are lucky because we have such a great reputation. We have such fantastic community support. It entices people to come because they know there will be opportunities here that they may not get other places. They know they will have an impact that they may not get other places um, you know we support research right through to clinical care so they are afforded the opportunity of really getting in and trying to figure out those new innovations or late-breaking uh, pieces of technology and then may actually get the opportunity to see that clinically at the bedside um, and you don't get that opportunity no. every day. Yeah, I mean, I spoke with Dr. Alan Freed, who's developed this, I'm kidding, ex vivo transplant mm -hmm. machine, which could absolutely revolutionize the way those transplants are done worldwide, not just here at the Mass. Absolutely. Um, you know, he he is an extremely intelligent individual and I think is going to impact the way transplant is done across the world. Yeah. And I mean, we know transplant organs are such a scarce resource. Um, the wait lists are long and unfortunately we don't get to all of those individuals but a technology like this could be game-changing um, and you know what he, he I spoke to that research to clinical care I think we're on the cusp of something yeah. great is that is that your favorite part about working at the mass or what what is the best part about being here and being involved in, on any level at the Mass. Yeah, so I think my favorite part, honestly, is coming in every day, seeing people that are passionate, energetic about what they do, wanting to make a difference, wanting to push the boundaries, and then ultimately seeing the impact that that has directly on patients. You know, I walk through the wards, I see the individual who maybe came in and we weren't sure how things were going to turn out, and they're out walking with physio. It's amazing, um, and it pulls at your heartstrings every day. We can do great things. Talking to the staff that work here, there's a sense of pride, and there should be. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And then there's also talking to the patients afterwards, and they're sort of like really, really happy that this facility exists. But I think for most of the people, and they're wandering around knowing about the MAS, they know it's there, but they don't have a sense of just how awesome it is, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I think... Um, you got to come through the door. <laughs> that's right. I think until you need it, um, you've heard of it. Yeah. You maybe have a friend who's been here. 
but it's not until you need it that you realize just how fantastic this facility is and just how proud we should be in Edmonton to call the Mazankowski home. Um, you can be assured if you have a family member, a friend that needs cardiac care, they're coming to one of the best. Yeah. Um, and we need we need to celebrate that. Yeah, we absolutely do. So keep those donations coming. Yes, yeah, so we we're really driving out here. Keep that standard of excellence. That's right. right. Heartpledgeday.ca. If you want to make an online donation, of course you can call 780-407-2200. Michelle Hool, the executive director of Cardiac Sciences. Thank you so much for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for so being much. here with us. Really appreciate our it. Our pleasure. Yeah, it's our pleasure. <laughs> It really is. We've learned so much about uh, just about how the Mazankowski works and just the incredible work that they do here. And I think that is such an important point is we all know about it. Mm-hmm. We all keep hearing about how great it is. And fortunately, it is here. And, you know, if you ever have to have it, you, you know you're the best of the best. But we really do need to do a great job of letting people know just how awesome this facility is and some of the people that are inside it and the work that they do and the advancements that are being made. I mean, we're leading the world. And it's because of donations. Totally it's, it it's is. It's because of that support. And we know when we ask you as Ched listeners, we know that you're going to come through. We know that those donations are coming in. Yeah. So for anything that you've been able to contribute today or if you're, if you're going to make a donation a little bit later on, if you're thinking about it, just a huge thank you because it all goes such a long way. Can't thank you enough. And uh, we have Chris Sheet standing by. He's going to take over just after the 10 o'clock news. Uh, then there'll be a break between 10 and uh, noon and 12. But mm-hmm. Jane Little will be back between 2 and 6, continuing with Heart Pledge Day here from the uh, Mazankowski. And um, just more great stories from the people who work here, the people whose lives have literally been saved by the people inside this building. I mean, yeah. there's, there's no doubt about it. We talked to people, two or three today, that would not be here. That's right. If it weren't for the doctors inside this building. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, it's been incredibly eye-opening, I it think. It really has. What, what an awesome day. So thank you so much again for your support. Uh, Heart Pledge Day at the Mazankowski will continue. You can make your donations at heartpledgeday.ca. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.